Long past the hour for quitting labour, amid the smoke-filled haze of the south gate, the after-lodge crew continues to linger in the rubbish of the temple, under the watchful eyes of right-worshipful Grand Censor Bob. Not recognised nor endorsed by any grand or subordinate lodge of regular masons, irregular masons, co-masons, Canadian masons, or internet wannabe masons, they banter on as always. Puffing cigars, drinking stale coffee, making terrible jokes, studying agency law, spreading the intemperance and excesses of digital masonry, and generally disappointing all seven of their podcast subscribers. Do yourself a favor and stop listening now. Only trolls and masochists dare to eavesdrop upon this After Lodge banter. Welcome to episode 306 of the After Lodge podcast. <clears throat> After Lodge Harlan on October 12th, the day before the uh, storied fist, fist, great, the fist of today. <laughs> Started um, over. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that a little bit later. Huh. Uh, but I've got worshipless producer Bruce here. Good evening. Who managed to lose Chuck somewhere. He was busy. Yeah, well. Sir John. Hi. From the Great White North. Indeed. Snowing up there yet? Not quite yet, but we're going to get close. All right. Well, you're right behind Jamie then, who is mullet fresh and ready for the blizzards. How are you now? already snowed in he's ready to go so jenny we were asking before the show because it is more disturbing now that it's been pointed out to me about why they're (laughs) trying to alf as in a l f he's got to be doing it on purpose because his camera is framed oh yeah right now i am the left now you brought it up now you brought it up it's this bizarre shrine to alf so it's a it's a tiny little dresser, and on top is like his hat box, and then Alf is just sitting on top of that. And then next yeah. to him, there's a Millennium Falcon, and some and a and some things strewn about. Masonic older than all yeah, of us. Just just, just crap, but like it's just dismembered animal. Really creepy, Jamie. Don't show us your trophies. Oh, did you, okay, did you sew his lips together? What's <laughs> no. wrong with you? It's a hard plastic toy. How the hell could I sew his lips together? It looks like a doll. There's real organs inside. Yes, that's right. It's a living creature. The elf is there because um, it was found a couple days ago while we were going through our possessions and doing a little bit of house cleaning. Like, you know, the get rid of this stuff. And That's that's not an elf doll, you all, Amy. Amy. Jamie sewed that together from uh, dead possums he found on the road. No, dude. This is an original from 1986. I had that me since I was too. a little bit little bit little boy. That makes me feel older than it should. So thank you for that. Oh, you're welcome. How many of our listeners are gonna not even know what the hell we're talking about? Like, Alf, oh, yeah, you know what? That, that's Alf? probably about the maybe in the in the midway range. Yeah, I would say because we have we have Gen Zers tuning in at this point. Eh. In case y'all really? No. Uh, oh. Yeah. Alf sadly hasn't made a comeback. They haven't tried to rebirth him like they have every other franchise from the 80s. Although I don't know that he would carry. He was kind of time specific. You know, he ate cats. Jimmy. He was. He ate cats. Yeah. I know. I know. Nope. He, and I watched I the cartoon, too. Did like you right watch the cartoon? I remember the cartoon. No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The cartoon was great. No, well, really, it wasn't. But as a kid, I thought it was great. But but great. really, if you watch I mean, it now, it honest, really, really wasn't. The show wasn't, wasn't even great. No. no. Be better than the cartoon. Yes. And the show was better than the cartoon. Maybe they'll yeah. get to it when they finish Cobra Kai. Oh, God. Uh, I'm watching that now. I only have one or one or two episodes left of the current season. It's it, it's hard to it's watch. Bad. But it's, it's just yeah. pure nostalgia. But see, the first season was pure nostalgia. Now it's now pure it's shit. It's just through the first season before I was like, it's, this is just old dudes. Like, like, I wasn't even feeling the nostalgia. I watched the uh, I watched the new Matrix movie and got that vibe too. Like this movie is terrible and I'm going to watch the whole thing because I am drowning in nostalgia. Yeah. And, then I'm and one movie. I can, sure I can see that. Well, then one movie or a couple of hours of TV. I, I can drown in that, that nostalgia. After that, it's kind of like, somebody, please give me my life back. 
you I, say I'm, that, I'm, but you just watched five seasons of Cobra Kai. <laughs> I did. Over time. Or, or at least is it, it wasn't six now? Ones. I don't even know. I don't know how many. I think it's three. I think it's three. Meanwhile, genius shows like Daybreak don't get a second season on there. Sad. That was that, that was a good show. Right? Waited Somebody too told, long. Yeah, I've, they I've should heard have that, done it while Miyagi was still alive. Yeah. That would or, have or, that or would or have back done. when the new Karate Kid movie came out. I say new, it's been like ten years now, but Yeah, it's still ten years since then. Again, Miyagi was still alive. It, so I thought it was older than that. The one with uh, Will Smith's son. Hmm. He's he's oh. like twenty something now. Wait, I never he? saw that one. I was thinking oh, really? the new karate kid was the one with the chick. Oh, oh yeah. Hillary Swank. They did it next, again. That was the next karate kid was oh, named that one. Right. Because that one was in like what two thousand early two thousands, yeah. yeah. So it's just I mean it must be popular. They keep making them. Well, yeah, man. It's like part of what defined the eighties. I mean the the karate kid and throw in uh I'll think of something else eventually. Oh, see more cartoons. Thundercats. I was gonna say Thundercats. Yeah. And then I, I, yeah. Thought, I thought I would out myself as a nerd if I said that, Jamie. So, thank you. I got you. Listen, man. Sitting on my dresser, underneath my camera, is the mustaches, the mustache growers guide. I mean, nerd you or what? Haven't even cracked it. Is that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I is have. that where you're going next? You got the mullet. No, because I did the facial hair thing for, like, it's only been five years since I haven't had facial hair. But I've done whatever you can do in the facial hair. I know that they they probably never published this film in Canada, so we are going to have to send you a copy of a movie down here that was quite popular. It was called Joe Dirt. <laughs> oh, I did see Joe Dirt. I have seen Joe Dirt. <laughs> and previous to this, I have never had a mullet. So, you know, <laughs> I'm not um, going to go. Yeah, no. I got all a big I need Masonic to be is missing a tube. We've never been able to sell out of our Lodge's gift cabinet, too. I'll, I'll put that in the package. <laughs> if I'm missing a tooth, my mullet would make more sense. That's true. Because I look like a hockey player. Yeah. Yeah, you look like one of the handsome brothers. If you were missing all of your teeth, you'd look like a Western Pennsylvanian. <laughs> also true. You need to work a little on your morbid obesity, but we'll, we'll get you there. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm getting down, man. I'm down another couple pounds, slowly but surely. Well, it's either Harlan's either morbid obesity or the pencil thin, like meth. oh, the meth, the meth frame. Yeah, yeah. yeah you could have oh, that. you have the two extremes, right? Yeah, right. there's the happy medium there. The happy meal lifestyle or the happy high lifestyle, One which is also based on happy meals. It's just. <laughs> I mean, you know, it can't be all bad. Like, you can eat whatever you want. <laughs> Never gain weight. Energy for days. I mean, there's that whole thing with your face sinking in and your teeth falling out. Teeth falling you out. Need your teeth, let's be honest. They make lots of soft food now. That's true. But you kind of do, because, like, you, you need a lot of variety when you're up for five and six days at a time. A well, boost will get you going. A whole lot of boost with extra protein. Oh, yeah, you're good. Just chug, chug, chug. I gotta drink my boost. <laughs> so I can set up these 10 million dominoes. Oh. Good yeah. times. Good times. We were uh, <coughs> talking before the show about Bruce skipping past Masters Night when one of our patrons was getting his 50-year award. He noticed you were gone. He called you out by name. So... I was um, I was at the birthday party of uh, Kim's brother-in-law. He turned fifty. So when he was born, that guy was joining Lodge. That's right to celebrate the fifty years somehow. One of them was being born. Wow! Uh, I uh, that night went all right. Uh, the Scottish Rite Gala was happening the same night, and there was a surprising number of our members who were at that instead of our past masters dinner. So they're really surprising. Didn't you, in fact, say it was going to happen? I the did show before, but I guess I I underestimated the magnitude. Um, I mean, it was a decent crowd, but not like our our past masters dinners usually are. Um, but it went well for who was there. Um, we had one guy who showed up that 
none of us, none of us of the younger group have seen, I think, more than once. And he, he showed up. That guy was a hoot. Like, we went to take his picture of Jeff giving him his 50 his year pin, and he's, make sure you make me look pretty. And <laughs> he just kept saying that, like, all night. He's something about him being pretty. And this real high pitched voice that was super loud. And I'm like, who, who is this guy? And why is he not here ever? Right. Um, but yeah, uh, Johnny Potts even showed up. So no kidding. Yeah, he had to had to see his fellow patron getting his 50 year pin. I think he's getting his next year. So because uh, those guys were doing all that stuff together. Well, 50 years ago. Um. Other than that, Jeff's not here, so I can't poke fun at him for not planning a larger program. Uh, last night, I got pulled out to uh, do another Master Mason degree at the Masonic Villages. And we've got a, a new guy who, who plays a particular role. I, mean, I say new, he's been doing it for a few years now in that degree and he has really made it his own. Um, like he brings his own props and just goes full on thespian with it. And I don't think I've laughed that hard and tried not to, cause you know, it's a master Mason degree and it's serious. And this guy's pretending to be completely serious and everybody's got their heads turned and like their faces are turning purple trying not to just fall out of the ritual laughing at this dude. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, hopefully we'll have him do that part at our lodges, master Mason degree. And the only other thing I could think of in Masonic news before we get to the, the right, right is uh, grand lodge for us is starts this weekend. So oh, damn. expect a lot of angry, Things from me on Slack, probably Jeff too, since he's actually going to be a delegate. It's fun for him, though. <clears throat> it's not going to be when he gets there and realizes the master. that the delegate space involves these tiny little hotel-like stackable chairs that they just put up <laughs> so they're touching each other, <laughs> and well, they are gonna, right on each fit. other. Yeah, he is going to have somebody in his lap. Yep. Yep. Oh, he's just gonna have to put. He's just gonna take up two chairs, one each ass cheek, just to. It's it's gonna the, be like the, watching. The chairs are already laid out with like people's names yeah. on them. Oh. It's gonna be like watching Hagrid try to sit down in one of the classrooms. It's it's. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Poor man. And the rest of us who are out in the peanut gallery can kind of come and go as we please, as long as the grandmaster hasn't ordered the room sealed. Uh, but the delegates can't go anywhere, so. It's not like he can get up. So he's stuck there between the two other brothers sweating. And... Oh, right yeah. On. I haven't uh, warned him of this. He should know. He's been to Grand Lodge before, just never as a delegate. So, But he's he seen them sitting there. He to my plight when I did it a few years ago. Right. Because uh, I had to do it for my other lodge because our master couldn't make it the morning of for some reason. And he can't just stand the whole time. No. Um, no. Well, he can especially because he'll probably be in like one of the middle rows and then people can't see around him. Some guy Better standing on the his chairs behind him trying to jump over his head so he can see. <laughs> down in front. I'm sitting down, you asshole. Yeah. That's a Jen goes through. Everywhere we go, she's four foot eight, right? So like everywhere we go, she can't see over anything or anybody. It's hilarious in a lot of ways, but it sucks in a lot of ways too. For yeah. her, of course. We, we go to a concert. I just sit there and enjoy the concert. And she's. <laughs> this is really why I had to be the secretary so I could have like a view of the lodge. Because otherwise, I'd end up sitting behind like Tony and Marshall and Jeff. <laughs> and even though our man. second row seating is elevated, I, I still wouldn't be able to see over them. So. Uh, yeah, and then they they'd do it just to mess with me. Like I'd move to another part, and they'd like get up and move. <laughs> All too. three of them would sit right in front of you. So, I will so uh, have more to speak of on Grand Lodge. I guess next. Well, next week I'm going to be in Dallas. 
maybe even visiting our brethren down there. So I don't know that I'll be able to make the show. Mm. I'll be packaging the queen's milk. That's right. Well, I can't, the king's milk. Packaging the king's milk. Oh. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. That's so much worse. That's so much worse. All right, let's go get her done, boys. That's... Wow. Oh. <laughs> wow. I am ready to handle the scepter. I'm glad I'm glad this is a podcast, an Got audio podcast that it. nobody has to know what just happened there. Hey, we're not his subjects, buddy. You're you're the one that's gotta worry about the 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 polite mannered uh, proper Gestapo that, that's gonna be knocking on your door. Good evening, sir. The polite Gestapo. God save the king, eh? Uh, yes, God save the king. You go ahead and get on the horse. All that. I have no problem with the guy. I'm just making a joke. So we got a water waterboard, Jay, but uh, it's just got to be done. Well, we sure do feel bad about it. Would you Would you like to contact anybody first? Yeah. Up there, instead of water burning, they sit there and drop acorns. <laughs> no, no, they hold the goose over your face and let them shit on you. That stuff burns, I, I guess. They'd make like affirmative statements and then walk out and close the door before you can respond. On that, mm, yeah. Leave you hanging. No! So, where was I? Oh, the feast of Tishrei is Goose tomorrow. Oh. oh, yes. Scottish Rite, which I was hoping that Chuck would be here so that I could uh, make fun of whatever the northern jurisdiction does this time of year. Do they do anything? Sean, I... I I, I I don't speak northern jurisdiction, so I couldn't I couldn't tell. Well, I figured you being like north adjacent, but right. Well, I mean, Wisconsin next door is northern jurisdiction. I'm we're on the border, but I mean, I suppose I'm so you north adjacent to yeah yeah probably a lot closer than you are to, <laughs> to north too. In your um, western Pennsylvania. Yeah. I don't know. I was I was gonna like ask him, and he was gonna say what you know. I was, I was dreaming. He would say, "What the hell is that?" And then I could just like lay into the NMJ again. That was my whole plan for the show. He's not here. I got nothing. So what's going on with you guys? <laughs> well, my cat Bruce seems to be doing better. I already, Bruce already knew about that, but he wasn't doing good there. He had blockage, and he's coming through. I didn't lose a cat. That's all I have really to say. <laughs> when I spent nights in the kitten in the living room. Up with the damn thing. Oh. Yeah. I, I presume you didn't want to lose a cat. No, I didn't. Thousand dollars later after surgery after yeah. and all he really was needed was a catheter and stuff just to drain him out. But now he's gonna have to go through more like have to get different food that's more expensive and all that crap, or he might just do it again and then I'll put him down because I can't put another I can't keep putting that much kind of, that kind of money into him. I, I wish I could. Yeah. But it's kind I'm of the not, ultimatum I laid down on our dog right before I paid for vaginal <clears throat> reconstructive surgery. For a dog. Wow. <sighs> yeah. We love our pets, eh? Uh, it's, it's the wife's pet. Um, I was ready to just take two shells and a long walk, but. Well, I would have at least paid for oh, well. a peaceful ending for the poor thing, wouldn't you? That's okay. Oh, that, oh that's peaceful. That's a peaceful ending. <laughs> and I goodbye. suppose. Goodbye. Yeah, it, it's a it's a hello and goodbye. But dog is yeah, happy until he cuts the black. Doesn't have to like wait in the lobby at the vet. Right. Go through all that trauma. Nervous or coming. anxious or anything. You're just going on a walk. I'm happy. And then I'm that we all died that happy. Okay, so I guess that's in the situation of the dog's not already at the vet. Well, you're not going to shoot the dog at the vet, Jamie. <laughs> no, but, but well, maybe you say to save him the trauma of going to the vet. Stand aside, Doc. I got loading my shotgun. People around your neck of the woods just might, Bruce. I'm just they saying. Might. There is a cultural thing here, Bruce. About How much is it going to cost me? Yeah, about a, a man makes sure that his son, like it's a life experience, like it, it's your animal son. Not at the doctor, though. <laughs> well, no, but everybody has a farm they go to. <laughs> but if it needs, and if to be you done, don't, you just say you're going to the farm like, and go somewhere else. If the go doctor, is gonna, if the doctor right. is gonna put it down, it's you know there might be some guy who's like, no, no, you can't do that. That that's my animal. I've got to do it. I mean, I can see that. I could see that. 
I I could see that. I just I I yeah. yeah. Usually it's horses. I hear that story about you know Especially some some young like twelve thirteen year old boy who's traumatized for life because his dad made him shoot the horse. Oh yeah, to shoot the hay burner slash walking glue bottle. It's your animal, son. The shotgun shells. Do what you got to do. Whatever that syringe is, he's putting in his neck. Yeah, yeah. but I, a little I, less traumatizing. I've been around for that before. That, that's quick and painless too. Um, Shit, you know how they kill my lizards. Wonder put them in the when freezer. We do, when we do human terminations with drugs. Why can't they go like the one with the dog does where everything's fine and then he's just dead and there's not like this 20 minute saga and, and cocktails of stuff spinning in the little machines and all the whole apparatus. Like when you go to the vet, they just, they just put a needle in it's the blue stuff and then it's it. It's done. Like, is it, <laughs> Yeah, because we need the theatrics. Yeah, we need. Yeah, we need theatrics. I, I know there's something about like there's no physicians that'll provide the right drugs to the government to do that or whatever. But I mean, surely there's a vet somewhere that'll do. Well, I mean, the pharma a pharmaceutical company has to make that for the vet. Well, yeah, I just. So I mean, it's it's out there. Sometimes I wonder if it's done on purpose. Things that have found room in my thoughts with the uh, accelerated pace of executions we've been conducting here in the states over the past few months. Because uh, there's that COVID backlog. Animals. No, like people. So I'm talking about people, but I'm asking why You're can't about people... actual executions? Yeah, why can't the people go as quickly as the animals do? Like, why do we have to do this thing with the drug cocktails? And sometimes it screws up, and there's a whole apparatus and a it takes like 20 minutes. When you take your dog in, it takes like three seconds. And a giant production and probably costs the state a million dollars. I don't know why that would be. You're, you're right. It is, that seems pretty stupid. But like, is that to, to keep people happy that have complained about every possible, that they try to be every possibility of, of nobody well, having I mean, a problem I, with I it? I think people say the, the, the needle of blue stuff is, is inhumane because the way they do it to people, especially if they do it in injection. It's a three-step process where the first one puts them to sleep, the second one paralyzes them. Like, the the, the all-in-one that you give the dog, it, it doesn't do that, and I guess it's seen as Ed, maybe. human. I mean, that's I, that's what people, that's the reason they give, though. Yeah, yeah I've I've heard that, but, like, you don't, you wouldn't need all that stuff. I mean, if, if the dog can go in three seconds, a Shouldn't a bigger dose be able to do the same thing to a person? Well, I think that the argument is that they're going to suffer for three seconds and they shouldn't even be doing that. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I Well, <laughs> supposedly neither are. Any I, like, give me the shotgun. Yeah. I, I don't even need to. I don't even want to see needles on the wall. Like that would cause me more anxiety. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of anxiety for a I lot of us. Yeah, needles squad, are not good. Please. Where's my hood? Yeah, just we're we're back at it. It's a thing here in the states. I know you Canucks don't get it, but uh, our our government loves a good execution. Loves the news. I'm, I'm not for like weeks ahead of time with all the different legal well, states. That's the other thing is appeals so, to the every execution and, is ninety percent politics anymore. Well, yeah, it's so most, like uh, most of the time you die of old age before we actually have to kill you anyway. So. <clears throat> I don't. I don't like to say that I'm pro execution, um, as a, especially as a Canadian. But like, uh, how can you be a hundred percent sure of anything? You can't. Right? And that's why I am. Uh, I am very much pro capital punishment and anti-government death penalty. So I'm a, I'm a death penalty abolitionist. I, I think so. Just, so, so you're saying if the judge sentences death, then the person should be able to decide how they want to die. No, I'm I'm saying we shouldn't be sentencing people to death because we get it wrong so often. 
Mm. That that's 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 my issue. Not be doing it. Well, how can you be? Because we're infallible, right? Because the idea of capital punishment, I find very sound. Like the philosophy makes sense to me. Okay, but the government execution is always based on the same flaw. But you don't have a perfect world with perfect people, and the the concept of it is good. That the guy is guilty. Okay. But we've learned that we can't be 100% sure that the guy is guilty because of all of the posthumous exonerations that have happened through the innocence Mm. projects in various states Mm. where we say, oops, killed the wrong guy. Um, and then what the my bad. That, that's more than just egg on your face when you killed the wrong guy. That, that's a little it, bit. It's because of our government's incompetence that I am members of all the associations that are working to overturn the death penalty. Not because I'm morally opposed to killing someone for certain crimes. Right. You know, that, that's, that's where I was going. Like, I'm not yeah. really opposed to the death penalty, but how can you be 100%? I, I yeah. My wife changed my view on that because I I, I was yeah. of the of the view of yeah you know it's fine <laughs> if you can if you can go beyond a shadow of a doubt but really there is no she, she she got to the point of for death there's really no shadow of a doubt you know what I mean like everything in nature has some form of self purging that's necessary human civilization's no different but we just I, I can't abide by the idea that you know. My, my government killed an innocent person for a crime they didn't commit. So, and if it was an isolated thing, like it was this one tragedy that everyone points to like, Oh my God, I can't believe we did that. That'd be one thing, but it happens all the time. But now go to the extreme of your libertarianism where you have no, we have no government and no real organized law or justice. Libertarians mm. aren't anarchists, Jamie. <laughs> oh, darn. I was trying to get you to go there. <laughs> I'm not an anarchist. Pretty big leap between less government and yeah. more government. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I know. I just there are purposes with, but, you know. to the social contract. It's Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's, that's the foundation of, of being able to be civilized and not just be mm. cavemen like uh, some people in the great northern yonder. John's been suspiciously quiet through all of this. Yeah, I, John's. I am just letting you guys go. I've had a, <laughs> my brain smushed from week two of my new gig. So, your new gig. Is, it, is it going is, good? Is this your new educational gig or the new work gig? You got a lot of new gigs. All working. And then trying to remember that I, you know, to do my homework for the educational gig, which I didn't listen to any of my uh, uh, lectures for for a class that I had right before this. Um, and then was asked to answer a question. <laughs> Thankfully, it's a it's a uh, history of the church class since 1492. So, and I slightly more boned up in that area. So I was able to horse hockey my way through the answer and make it. But yeah, so I'm a little I'm a little squishy. It It'd have been much tougher if the question was from a Masonic podcast about capital. Um, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, and I don't know. Our our own uh, ritual has its own stance on capital punishment. Yes, very strong Ooh. one. Um, kind of pronounced from the uh, from the Oriental chair <laughs> with much theater. Hmm. Um, where was I? Oh. I'm not use a few more swords. That's all I'm saying. We we could, but you know, Bruce, you just gotta come on, come on down to the Scottish Rite. We have swords in abundance. <laughs> so I hear. Always use more swords. We have different kinds of swords to approximate different kinds of other things. There's curvy swords and straight swords and short swords and long swords. <laughs> we that in commandery with our degrees coming up, and then everybody gets a sword. Everybody gets a sword. So There's... not just cast. Oh, you get a sword, and you get yeah. a sword, and you get Usually a sword. Somebody will show up with with one of the one of the Arabic shrine swords that's like long and curvy. That's very impressive. Do y'all do y'all have a sword where when it's really cold it goes back in the handle? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, no, I'm sure we do. I think that's in the that's in the what's that in the eleventh well, degree, John? Yeah. 
got one of those swords that once it, once it reaches 50, it starts to kind of droop a little bit and it <laughs> takes forever to get back well, up. That's a it, lot of ours. The older swords all do that. They kind of wiggle in the handle. They've and, lost their no. steel. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them don't have a scabbard. Or their yeah. temper. <laughs> Most of them have a scabbard. <laughs> so, scabbard you just gotta try, don't bring that up. The, the whole, like, take the scabbard <laughs> off or leave the scabbard on is a very hotly contested argument in our valley. It's uh, they, every, everybody's got a very strong opinion on whether you should leave the scabbard. <laughs> Just a kick over. Because <laughs> all I can think about is you know, I, yeah. <laughs> but if you're gonna take it off, you should take it off when you first get it before, before it gets stored there for years and years, because. That's so much more messy. For the old swords, they they just never hold up the same. I think they need the structural mm. support. So this is. I feel oh. like there's sound advice in here somewhere, but I'm not getting it. <laughs> yeah, somewhere there's sage advice. Among we're the telling world. you not to talk about swords and scabbards at the Scottish Rite. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to John's thing with history lectures. I um, in a rare. After Lodge endorsement of YouTube channel, which is a thing we never do. Jamie. It's not a sword, Jamie. Flip your scabbard back up, please. It's a dagger. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a sword. I only have a dagger. <laughs> it's like I'm 12. Uh, so, how rude uh, of you. I discovered this channel that's been in my feed forever, and I just, I don't know why I never watched any of their stuff. You've probably are familiar with it, but it, it's channels called Gods and Kings. And they just uh, yeah, do these yeah. historical dumps with like just CGI animations, kind of these flash throughs of different subjects. So what caught my eye was there was one about the the split in the Roman Empire and thus the Catholic Church and how... Roman Catholic and Greek Catholic became so divided and ended up, you know, warring with each other and so on, which, well, I'm not too familiar with that. I'm going to watch this. And an hour and 20 minutes later, I was still watching it and like thoroughly engrossed in the way they present this stuff. It's, it's not quite the history channel style and uh, it's easy to keep your attention. So, and they, they cover, just about any kind of range of history that I've been curious about. At least. Is this Kings and Generals or what? What's oh, the... Kings and Generals, right? Okay, yeah. Gods and Kings. I was thinking of a uh, Eve Online Corporation, yeah. which is Rooks and Kings. Oh, my brain is scrambled. Yeah, no, I follow. I follow that channel, and it's they're pretty stout. Yeah, I. Uh, so, anybody who's looking for some not put you to sleep YouTube history, uh, <clears throat> it is well done. I can't attest to the accuracy of it because I'm not a scholar of Christian history, so I kind of had to take what they told me at face value. Right. But it all lined up with what I know of, you know, secular history, so it sounds sounded kosher. Nah, nah. Nah. <laughs> I mean, all, all the stuff on the timeline about, you know, the, the Germanic takeover of the former Western Empire and the sack of Constantinople, all the dates lined up. So I assumed everything else was right. Um, I was not aware, for instance, that the Bishop of Rome ever had any ecclesiastical authority over the, the Eastern half of the empire. You're correct. So he did for a while and like everything was fine. And then there was that, uh, what was the thing with the, the prohibition of worshiping idols of, of the Christ? Uh, the idol, idol. Something. I'm just having fun watching you struggle through this. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just trying to share what I learned because none of the rest of you came prepared with show fodder. No, I had none. I'm sorry. I say the only Masonic thing I have is, you know, old Masons get crabbier, especially if they're treasures. And I found that out last night in Commandery, so. Because apparently people didn't read emails sent out by our commander and then crabbed about what happened in the meeting halfway through the meeting that we well, it was going to happen. That's just masonry. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, that's the thing. Is I'm, the Masonic 
I have is, you know, welcome to any lodge. <laughs> our grandmaster has moved our meeting date for the third time um, for his grandmaster's grand, grand, grand visit to our lodge. So now it's going to be November. It was supposed to be originally our October meeting, which was last week. Then he moved it to October 19th, and then now it's going to be November 4th. Is this the meeting where you're getting yourself expelled? Possibly. Well, no, none of us are going to do that at our own meeting. And well, only the only the only plan. That, so so now the thing of it is, that was mentioned in our minutes that we were going to walk out. That was the meeting that just went by when we reviewed our minutes from the prior meeting. So now he won't be Somebody there when that goes through. Come? Well, I'm wondering if he got word through the grapevine, and that's why he's doing it to us. Because <clears> you know, <throat> you know. Well, but I'd... we're not the only lodges not happy with it. In fact, two lodges that aren't happy with it have not even visited, gone to any of the Grand Lodge visits to any other lodges. They haven't attended and haven't responded to any of his correspondence. Fair enough. So, raising some rabble. Mm. Who knew the? I guess we do have some Sonic stuff to say. <laughs> Still yeah. don't so fully that's... understand what the conflict is about, but I appreciate that well, you're aggrieved and are making it known. Well, he he thinks that he he thinks that any brother that shows up to lodge not in full suit oh, is, right. should okay. not be allowed in. He did tell us this. Yeah. Uh, so I thought there was something else for some reason. No, right. it's just and that, and that's what it's all about. It's just like you know, we, you can't tell us that we can, we have to kick our brother out that he can't come. Yeah. I mean, the grand lodge meeting is one thing, but but just our regular communication, that's ours. I don't know. I'm kind of split. On this, obviously, I'm oh. not, not a fan of, of making anyone wear a suit, but I am a fan of everybody wearing suits. Like, if that was a thing that just yes. happened overnight, I would be it's more than okay be, with that. It's supposed to be a self-enforcing thing because everyone's mm. doing it because everyone else does it, not because mm. someone said that you have to. Right. right. I wore a suit a lot more when I was new because, I don't know, like Jason and Harlan and the other people I hung around mostly did so that's what i did and then yeah like nobody else did ever and i was like okay well this is kind of silly and, and if, like you said bruce if the situation was it was a brother that didn't have a suit we, we'd find a way to get him a suit but they, it's about not being able to wear one that time yeah. you know what i mean and just not coming because you don't have it with you that night that you can't you mm -hmm. know what i mean no that that should never be a reason to not come to lodge right um the They've, they've been breaking me since COVID, if you've noticed, Bruce. There's been quite a few nights where I'm... I have. I've lost the tie. I've, I've, I've noticed. Nothing nothing makes me more gleeful than when I see Harlan underdressed. Well, I've only been underdressed once. So like, if I don't think anything's going on, <laughs> Which I'll just, I'll just go on a happened one time. and I'll skip the tie. But I did that one night, and we had a bunch of Grand Lodge dignitaries that showed up. And they're all in their suits. And I vowed never again, and I've worn a suit to lodge every night since. So, true story. Yeah, I see. But I was, I wasn't. It was nice getting comfortable. It was just family in the house. Nobody was, of course, comfortable. Was still, you know, well above the type of attire that Bruce is speaking of. Um, mm. Just my apron. Those guys are comfortable. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> I had to see Grand Sensor Bob last night in just his denim overalls. Oh my! Did else. you though? Oh yeah, you had to. Yeah, he was at lodge. Not wearing anything else. Well, he had an apron on. So no. no. It was. It but was he had of, overalls on. It was part of a bit he was doing. Um, it had a purpose, but. Still, all of us I would hope so. like shielding our eyes and because uh, you know the side man boob. Yeah, the oh, no, it was full on like front man boob, like because the 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 retention on the on the bib was like here. So <laughs> with, with, with Bobby, get back boob, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, so some Great. things I will never unsee, and now I am trying to think of how I am going to repay him for this. Uh, well, whiskey will help you drown it away, but you're right. You can't unsee it. Pay him back. Mm. He's seeing That's my pasty one. white ass at some point. I don't know how I'm going to make it happen, but it's happening. <laughs> and That's not Xerox. You got you to gotta, you gotta get him good. 
Harlan's gonna start wearing a shirt, kilt the lodge, and just drop his pen like every ten feet. I'm, I'm, so, I'm quite certain that at, at Harlan's last meeting as secretary of our lodge, he will at a absolute minimum moon the entire lodge. Well, I can't do that though because we already have a we have a fellow craft Batman that's he's already done that. It's been done. I have to do something that hasn't been done yet. Hmm. The hairiest ass I ever saw was uh, when I was a teenager. Like the story already. where this comes from but anyway um uh, i worked at uh at a coffee shop and i worked both as a baker and at the counter and one night i'm working counter i'm cleaning up out front and i hear a knock 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 in the window and i look up and there's just this hairy hairy ass moving across the window and it was a there's a friend of mine I, I found it out like he came in and anyway i didn't know he had that hairy of an ass i learned so much that night it was scary Oh, I thought a Sasquatch at his ass and Big like foot. a monkey. <laughs> yeah, like, it, just, it was just, it looked like, oh, I, couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Man. It was bad. So. Like you could moon somebody you wouldn't, at night and you wouldn't know he was mooning you. Oh, just, you wouldn't know. It wasn't Alf. <laughs> it was not Alf. It was about the same level of Alf, but he was not Alf. Almost as much hair. Almost as much hair. As thick, just not as long. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, Bruce, I understand that uh, our Grand Censor intends on doing this again in the future, so you may not yet be spoiled for the opportunity. Hmm. Something to look forward to. Wow. So, it's something, all right. Um, I'm trying to think yeah. what, what bit you'd be doing in the lodge and make you look like you just fell out of Bayou Country. Well, he is a Shriner, so hey. that too. We can talk more after the show about the particular bit, but uh, it was it was a sanctioned lodge thing. It wasn't uh, wasn't just him being Bob, um, but I think he knew what he was doing and he was messing with us. And so I, I approve of that part at least. I think he's he's figuring out how the game works. <laughs> he started playing by our rules. Yeah. After after ten plus years, this is this is how it works. That's frightening. Screw with people. Um, I don't know. Maybe he'll pull it out of Grand Notch. We'll, we'll see. Well, no, let's <laughs> not. <laughs> are, are you going, Bruce? Are you going all the way down to the to the mid country? Probably not, but maybe. I don't. I don't know. I, I was excited that it was going to be not here in town because I always wanted an excuse to actually stay, like in the hotel, so that I could overindulge and do the whole Grand Lodge experience. Wait, it's not at the hotel? No, it's down in... Uh, it's like two hours away. What? Uh, well, then I'm definitely not yeah. going. I didn't so, know that. So I was excited because I was like, well, now I've got an excuse to stay because it's not just right up the road. Right. But then work and now I've got to catch a plane on Tuesday morning. So I just... I didn't even book a room. I'm just going to go down Monday morning and come back. Um, but I told Jeff to... You know, have an extra one on my behalf. So, huh? It's, no, I didn't know that. I guess it never come up. Come that up. was our grandmaster's big. Uh, it was one of his big campaign things when he was when he was pushing to be grand junior warden. Was we're going to do grand lodge in a different part of, of the state. The distance for for other people. Else. Yeah, I mean it, that kind of makes sense. It really wasn't fair. It. Wasn't, but I think it was the most cost effective since the Grand Lodge comps a lot of that. And, and the reason I say that is, you know, most a third or more of the population of our state lives in one metropolitan area. And that translates to the craft where a third or more of the craft in attendance at Grand Lodge live around that metropolitan area. Yeah, but you can be I, I don't know where two hours is that you're talking about, but you could be a 45 minute drive from here and be in the middle of the state. 45 minutes isn't bad for anybody who lives here to kind of, you know, meet in the middle for every, yeah. the rest of the state. I mean, it could be there too. Um, but one of the things I think we've run into is, you know, they're, they've last I checked, they're on the fourth overflow hotel for rooms. I mean, yeah, because I think part of it's because of how of people. many people. Yeah, how many people are getting rooms who don't normally need rooms because 
they live close to where Grand Lodge is happening. But now they need a room and the Grand Lodge pays for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's, I don't know if we'll, we'll move it again. We'll, let's see, see that's, what the a, next that's another thing I didn't know because I've never needed a room before. I didn't know the Grand Lodge paid for that. Well, for the delegates, there's a, uh, it's part of the compensation that the master of the lodge gets. So you don't remember. Which for me was, was just like gas money. Yeah. Well, cause that's what it's supposed to be. Right. right. It's based, you get paid for how many miles away. All I spent was parking. And then you also, if your lodge is, there's a certain delimiter. And if you're beyond a certain distance, then you get a room comp as well. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so you never got a room comp because our lodge was 30 minutes away from that hotel. So the master of our lodge always gets like his $30 check and says, here's gas and parking. Have fun. Uh, but if you were going this year, I think, cause I think Jeff's going to get his room paid for, uh, but I'm not hundred percent sure on that, which is why I brought up in lodge that, you know, we need to reimburse him if he doesn't. Um, since he's going down there to represent us. And that's something none of the guys before him have had to do because we always just drove right up the road. Like a huge chunk of the rest of the great craft. But who knows? It might work out really well and everybody likes it. And then we put it somewhere else next year. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to Grand Lodge kind of moving cities on some kind of a circuit or something. Yeah. Ours is moved around randomly. It's There's usually based on what the Grand Master closes to. And that, that makes sense. I mean, that's how like my political party's state conventions are every year. It bounces from just different parts of the state, whichever city is the best deal that year. Maybe it's close to the to the chairman or it's voted on by the membership or whatever, but it moves around. The Bar Association Conference moves around. Like just about any other convention I do on a yearly basis, like is in a different place every year. Uh, so I, I think it's great for us to explore that, but I also think it's a hell of a lot of work on the Grand Lodge office people who have to arrange all this. Because when we were doing it in the same place at the same time every year, there was like a system. I have to imagine there was like a binder somewhere at the Grand Lodge office where it's just, you knew what you needed to do, who you needed to call, yeah. done it all before. Right. And if it moves around it. every year, it's like starting over. Mm. Um, and then you don't get, um, like if you do the same thing every year, you might get a deal after a few years. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no you'd never get a deal from anybody at all. If it, Quite the, the same, opposite. It's um, kind of like when you sign up for cable. And you get that sweet deal for the first year. <laughs> yeah. But then it just keeps getting keep moving that shit. Keep moving uh, that shit. And yeah. yeah. It's no, the, the sweet problem deal. is cable keeps buying smaller cables. And now there's only like two cables and you, yeah. you can't like, you can go back and forth, but you can't leave after those two. Right. Yeah. Uh, insurance is the same way, right? You get the sweetheart deal at the beginning and then it's, then it's over. So convention centers tend to work like that too. You get the sweetheart deal the first year, and then when they know you're dependent, they just start jacking it up. Yeah, for some reason in New York, right, Minnesota, we do three-year, usually three-year contracts, two or three. Um, so then we're, even if a place sucks, we're stuck with it for another two years. And that's happened a few times in the past where we've had just a complete tank of a place to stay in. Well, I think it, it helps with the ladies, like, because our Grand Lodge always wants the ladies to come and there's all these things planned for them. If it was moving around, like, that's part of the appeal to get <coughs> right. guys to come to Grand Lodge. Like, hey, I've never been to Bruceville. Right. When I go out right. there and see what kind of cows they're raising on that hillside, because that's about all there is here. I mean, we're in Pennsylvania. So, mm. um, but, you know, there's, there's cool things to see in different parts of the state and even for the guys going to Grand Lodge, that might be part of the allure. Uh, uh, plus, going back to price-wise, like I don't want to throw our Grand Lodge under the bus, but the hotel they stayed at 
previously was a pretty nice hotel. If they're in literally any other city in the state, I think I would think it'd be the, way the cheaper. The rooms are way cheaper. Yeah, they have to be. I I, I can't because it is one of the more expensive hotels in the state. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, a, a it's kind of a local landmark in this region of the country. Which it's like it's nice when you're going, and it's nice to to be a part of that. But yeah, is that the money, 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 money. Which then again, they might have been getting a, a sweetheart deal. There's well, yeah, they get a that, deal that on happens the rooms, a lot too. I'm sure we're getting a deal on the rooms in the new place too. I mean, when you come in and say, "I want a block of rooms," how many? All of them. Um, you're probably going to get a good deal on the nightly rates. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, gents, I'm going to call it a night myself. It's getting late for me because I got to get up. Oh, that's right. And you're like two time zones yep. beyond. And up at 5.30 a.m. Good luck yeah. with. Are you on daylight savings time? I am. Okay. So you're not two hours ahead of us then. Just one. Just one. Yeah. Okay. Got to get some stuff done before I go to bed and then got to get my ass in bed. Well, because I think we're going to stop doing daylight savings time at some point, aren't we, Bruce? I've been hearing that too here, so hopefully well, I hope we'll see what happens. Otherwise, we're going to get into a situation where you're two hours ahead of us. <clears throat> we'll see, you, Jimmy. Oh. Late night shows are going to get real tricky. Sucky. I'll get. I'll still. I'll, I'll work it out. I, I like this yeah. enough. I'll work it. Have the milk good, doesn't spoil. That's right. The milk don't spoil. <laughs> good day. Well, I mean, speaking of time zones, we got to work out the time zone for our uh, Australian affairs correspondent that we've been talking about for a year now. Yeah, I, and I haven't been following up with them, and I've got to work the people I want to get on the show. But I we're gonna we're gonna have to record this at like eight in the morning. No, you know what? We can just do it later. Well, he said he can swing it. You know, he'll just like take like an if, hour or two off. It'd be like eight in the morning for him. Yeah, if he What's did it early the, in the morning, we can do it. Uh, for Australia, was it thirteen hours? Something like that. Like because he, he listens to the, listens to us when he listens live when he gets to work in the morning. So. That should. Would he prefer to do it at night his time? That means we have to do it in the morning our time, and you know I'm not a morning person. And no. I'm. No, I, you, you don't want to see that. The audience don't want to see. I'm that. not nearly as compassionate. And Harlan, Harlan doesn't exist before 10 a.m. No. No, no. I am. There's yeah, a reason I, that the I, early morning hours. Early morning hours are my productive time. Because I don't want to be around anybody. Nobody wants to be around me. That's that's right. when I that's when I get shit done. I would not be good for the show. Not that I'm good in the evenings, but morning would be bad. It's still degrees. You've been to Grand Lodge. You've seen me rolling up in there at eight a.m. It ain't pretty. I haven't. That's what I'm saying. You weren't there before ten, and at ten, there you are with your coffee in your hand. Oh. I forget what year that was. Well, Chuck's here, so good night, everybody. Is that Chuck rolling in? Yeah, I, oh, I just got out of a chapter rehearsal. Yeah, we just remembered you said you weren't going to be here after we spent the whole show busting your balls about not being here. So, well, sorry. Well, I, to be fair, I wanted to be done a lot earlier, but you know, the, the best Why part about be? rehearsals is when guys want to. Chuck wouldn't be sorry. Yeah. Hey, one of the one of the best things about. Uh, being in rehearsals when guys want to read their lines from the book before they've learned them. So it's it's awesome. Over and over and over again? Especially for the most excellent master's degree. Well, I wouldn't know anything about this, but since you're here, um, the whole point of the show that I had planned was to ask you, what does the Northern Jurisdiction do for the Feast of Tishrei? The what? <laughs> Harlan has waited days for this moment, Chuck. Thank you okay. for delivering I mean, it to him. Um, so, in the Scottish Rite, Chuck, the Feast of Tishrei is one of the two mandatory feasts on the calendar. There is Monday, Thursday in the spring, and the Feast of Tishrei in the fall. Yeah. Uh, we have a Feast of the Paschal Lamb, which... I've never been able to attend because it that always conflicts with my schedule. Um, which is, I think, the Mahdi Thursday service that you're talking about. Um, so. From time immemorial, Chuck, 
It has been the commemoration of the anniversary of the dedication of the temple at Jerusalem, which bears a small degree of importance to us as Masons. And, I, you know, this was all going much grander in my head. But I, I mean, to me, <laughs> you know, this, could be, this could be something that, like, my valley just doesn't do because it's optional. Yeah, but I'm going to extrapolate that to the whole NMJ because it fits my agenda. So yeah, I I, I know where you're going. Like I, I get that one. <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, two weeks ago or no, last week was it last. Week? I can't I, I can't remember. I'm so barbecued, um, and not in the good way. You've been visiting um, Jamie. We uh, <laughs> I finished my passport. So I've, I've now seen or been part of all the degrees. So when they gave me my new passport, I'm probably going to be that guy who just gets the stamp for degrees. And like he's like been in or directed or done something like that now instead of just watched, which is still going to be like all of them. Um, and then uh, I heard they're going back to the old, old fourth now. So which is like an actual well kind of like what you guys use for the fort so they're going back to that one that they got rid of like 15 years ago oh good that's a cool uh, degree I mean yeah, I, 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 I've only read it because um, when I first joined they had what we call the Gilgan degree that's not a term of endearment that is it because it's come along little buddy here we go to the Scottish right and then they got rid of that one. And they went to another degree, which is uh, kind of ties into the beginning of the second section of the Master Mason degree. Um, and then now we're getting rid of that one. And we're like, no, nah, we're just going to go back to the one that like we never should have got rid of because it's actually a good degree. Well, regularity comes one step at a time. So... But I, I really like the ninth degree because uh, it doesn't come off like what it looks like on stage and like reading the script. And I'm a big fan of this, and the the charge for it is really good, or the the obligation. And I got to do that because I was deputy master for the lodge perfection there. So because the price potent was not there. Um, My lodge, had, my lodge had a visitor from Edmonton come on down. So, she just happened to be in town. And, uh, that's, about, that's about it for, for Masonic news on this point. Um, I'm kind of too tired and cranky to want to go over the whole one Grand Lodge that the Grand Master Mike wants to do video degrees because these damn old got Bowie's and their technologies don't know what the, the what the millennials want. We'll save that for next time because yeah, we were we were getting ready to pack it in before you popped on. I just, I was actually just starting the outro. On, so. I just wanted my uh, chance to ask the, the the big question about the feast because I I had speculated at the beginning of the show. I did this whole <clears throat> like that would be exactly your answer, and then it was, and that's why I was laughing so hard. Well. Well, um, I'm glad I could bring it full circle for you, Harlan. We're doing that tomorrow. Uh, and then <laughs> we got Grand Lodge this weekend, so I'm sure there will be lots of angry uh, messages from Jeff and I coming across Slack. So I have Grand Lodge on Saturday for the – we have no legislation. It just so – it should just be reports in the elections. Uh, so unless, some, jackass, unless cool. some jackass wants to bring up something up from the floor. Well – we got a whole book of legislation, so it's going to be uh, there's going to be lots of comedy to be had on our on our uh, little group chat. So lots of show fodder, I'm sure, will be produced. That sounds good. All right. Well, since you're here and Jamie's gone, I guess we did the one for one swap. So we'll close this up. That's a good trade. Fair enough. All right, well, this is the end of episode 306 of the After Lodge podcast. You can find the show notes for this or any previously published episode at www.afterlodge.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter at After Lodge. Shoot us an email at afterlodge at gmail.com. 
hang out with Jamie and Jeff and some of those guys on IRC at irc.snoonet.org, pound sign, Freemasonry. Find Chuck as the king of no pants on Reddit. You can't find Bruce on Reddit, but if you do, be sure to let us know. You win the grand prize. And uh, otherwise, I think we we still have a Facebook group if John's not still in the Facebook cornfield. Yeah, no, I got a good one. Uh, I am still manning our Twitters that no one's tweeted at us because Twitter is like a 19... Is that still a thing? Something. I, I don't know. I wish it wasn't. Bought them and deleted. Twitter. Yeah, Musk is going to buy them. We're going to have to find a different platform. But until uh, that happens, uh, we're still there. And yeah, find some way to get in touch with us. Let us know what you think, what you want to hear about, what's going on in your world of masonry. And we will talk to you brothers next time. Later. Slide it.